Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluber. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. Let's have a day, huh? Let's have one. And that intro, it cuts out too quick. We got to we gotta fade that out a little longer. We'll see what we can do about that. Welcome into the Snap Podcast. It's February 23rd, 2022. And the time is now. The time is now. If you're watching the YouTube version, again, which you probably aren't, but if you were, I am in a dark office. I'm not going to turn the light on because this is my podcast. I can do what I want. Oh, that's what it is. And... Like I said, it's finally here. Last week, I gave you guys a little, uh, I don't know, CrossFit education lesson, lesson, lesson about what the CrossFit season actually looks like and a little bit of an update on my personal situation. And we talked about how uh, there's a decent chance that I might have... Uh, hairline fractured my back and my knee was pretty not feeling great um and we've managed babies we've managed my knee was feeling awesome um so awesome that i decided to do a couple workouts on it uh that may have um i don't think i made it any worse uh we made a lot of progress i think i was maybe 85 or 90 percent back to uh, back to normal. The work that I did on it may have uh, halted that progress right at around 80, 85, 90%. Um, it got, I wouldn't even call it um, hurt anymore. I would just call it um, sensitive to inflammation. Uh, and that's okay. That's all right. We did a, a workout on it yesterday. That was a sort of a Oh, I don't know, a benchmark workout, like something that really sort of showed us where we were and really happy with the result, really, um, really happy with the result, especially with where my back and my knee was at going into last week. I talked about how I'd hurt them and that I was going to have to alter my training. It was really shitty having to do that. Um, basically, for the last two weeks, I've been avoiding anything heavy outside of uh, two squat days where I have done very limited singles. I was able to work up to 345 for a squat single that felt okay. Uh, really, it's just the confidence that I have in it. I would like to be better, but honestly, physically, it felt pretty fine. Um, and I did a heavy deadlift day. I worked up to a, a 365 single pull. Felt pretty good on the back. So everything's everything's in check. Everything's in check. And last week I talked about how this week I would be coming to you on Wednesday, a day that is one day out from the first CrossFit Open workout. It is dramatic. It is 
uh, grandiose. This is what we've been training for. Um, and today I want to talk a little bit about expectations for this CrossFit Open. Um, what the weeks are going to look like for me, like sort of in detail. Um, and hell, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you goals for myself, right? Uh, you got to walk the walk and talk the talk. Uh, and I told you guys, I've told you guys, maybe talked about it several times, how putting out your goals, your uh, dreams, your aspirations, what you want to accomplish into the, into the ethos, telling people about them adds a, layers of accountability. I know that several people listen to this podcast. I talk with a few of them on a regular basis um, and several others are, are following along my clients, my one-on-one clients. This is sort of a cool development, but my one-on-one clients um, just because, you know, my training comes up in conversation to relate with their training and how their fit, uh, their nutrition goes versus how I work around nutrition. Um, inevitably I talk about, well, this is what I'm training for. So they know I'm doing this. My family knows I'm doing this. Um, so there's some there's there's people who are out there that are interested to see how I do. They might be disappointed when I tell them that, you know, I took whatever thousandth place, right? Uh I'll have to do some explaining on that. But we're going to talk about what placing in the world, both in the world and in the United States that I'm looking to get this year. Um we're going to talk expectation on uh, and why that is. And, and first, I want to dive into a little bit more about the last uh, week or so. So, I, and now my watch is talking. Jesus Christ. I don't know how that thing just randomly talks. I have stayed off the heavy lifting. The open, the CrossFit open. Uh, a little deeper of a lesson. It doesn't usually go too heavy, right? There's some uh, trends that from year to year as the CrossFit Open has evolved have sort of stayed the same or or um, come to light that makes sense. And one of those is if you're going to have a worldwide competition and everyone and anyone who goes to a CrossFit gym is going to be able to sign up and participate, you probably don't want to just throw extremely heavy weights into the into each workout um, because that's going to make everyone participating feel bad about themselves. I mean, that's that's the general sort of idea there. Now, or if CrossFit is like, how strong are you, right? Strength is a component. And so there will be a heavy barbell somewhere uh, in um you know, throughout these three weeks, there's going to be some either aspect of a specific workout or like last year, just a straight up like, hey, how heavy can you lift in this barbell complex? Um, there will be one test that is like, hey, we're going to test how strong you are. But that leaves the majority of what's left in the open to be more cardio focused, right? What we would call in, in, in CrossFit, um, your engine. Um, and that basically means just like, Hey, let's pick a few movements. They're not too heavy. They're not too skilled, right? We're not talking. And again, we'll still dabble with skill. 
handstand push-up, handstand walk, maybe a muscle up here or there, chest to bar pull-up, something that's just easier than like an air squat, right? How much skill does it actually take you to do? But most of the open is like, hey, here's a couple movements that basically everybody in CrossFit can do. Now, what's your VO2 like? How hard can you push for 8, 12, 16, 20 minutes? And how hard can you just go? How many rounds? How many reps can you get? So that was uh, not necessarily a bad thing for my training the last couple of weeks because having to back down off the heavy stuff, I just got to do those kind of movements, right? I kept everything under 95 pounds. I worked on a few skills, mainly chest-to-bar pull-ups and handstand push-ups slash handstand walking because those are the about the highest skill that you're going to see in the open. There might be a bar muscle-up or two. I worked on those as well. And then like really just like cardio, how hard can you push? Echo bike sprints, rower sprints, burpee sprints. I did a couple retests of a couple uh, of a few former um, open workouts to see where I would have measured up. One of them being the one I did yesterday. I uh, did one on Saturday that hurt, that beat me up pretty good. I mean, I was, we've been doing our work, right? As best we can. And so now we come to, now we come to Wednesday, Wednesday, tomorrow in just about, oh, 30 hours. I'm recording this at 8.15 in the morning on Wednesday at two o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday, the first workout will be released. And then they'll, you know, they have the whole event where they have a couple of the pro athletes do it live, uh, streamed on YouTube at a at a CrossFit box. This one happens to be out in Colorado. They'll do the workout, and then everybody will, you know, the chaos will ensue, and everybody around the world that's interested or knows about this or is going to do it will will eventually do theirs. Um, I could probably do one or two or maybe even all if I'm lucky of the workouts in my garage, right? I train in my garage. I basically have everything that's needed. Uh, however, there's a couple reasons why I will not be doing that and why I will instead be going back to the gym that I used to volunteer coach CrossFit at for, oh, a year. How long did I do that? 18 through 19. Huh. Maybe a little over a year, I guess. Um, so year and a half. Um, guy's name is James that runs the gym. Um, you know, we're kind of acquaintances or friends at this point. Uh I've stayed connected with some of the people from that gym. I know people at that gym, they know me. Uh, I've done a couple uh the the camp that I did back in in the summer, the competitive CrossFit camp that was at this gym with these people. Um, he, in the last uh, a background about him, he happened to, I mean, it's not all him, um, but he was the coach for the seventh fittest woman on earth last year, which happened to be a teenager uh, from around the Des Moines area. Um, he was her coach for the last two years. She's since now moved on to uh, go and get some, 
hire help from some elite coaches in the CrossFit world. Uh, and, but because of this, James has, has made a name for himself and he's got, oh, probably five or six competitive athletes that go to his gym, right? Members of his gym. Similar to me, they, um, they have been training with a competition focus. They're trying to be better. They're trying to be competitively good, not just like, hey, I want to get a workout in each day. They're not your average member. One of them, one of them is very good. One of them is going to be top probably thousand in the world um, in the open, um, which, is, which is very, very good. Um, has a chance to maybe go to a semifinal, um, which is the third stage after quarterfinals. I texted him and asked him, Hey, I want to come in and work out with the members. Just like throw me in with a heat, you know, cause most of the members will probably sign up and do the open. Uh, I don't want to bother anybody. He texted me back and said, I'd like you to come in on Friday mornings each week and do it with the competitive group, <clears throat> which is not a surprise. I'm not, um, that's, that's not a surprise at all. I, that he wants me to do that. The last time I was there still coaching for the 2020 open. Um, I, I think I won the open in, within the gym, right? Like I was the best out of the gym, um, which made sense. Cause I was one of the coaches. Um, but he knows that I, and follows me and knows that I train on a level that's a little bit higher than your average person, just trying to do a, a workout each day. So um, the opportunity for me is going to be really, really cool on Friday mornings to go and and compete realistically i mean it's basically a little mini competition uh one workout competition with uh with five to six other guys and a couple girls who who also on a daily basis have been training and are like putting a lot of it's serious like this is serious for us on friday um, and the, and the environment will be of the same vibe, right? Everybody will have sort of the same goals, the same aspirations. They want to do their best. They're on a similar skill level. We're able to push each other. It'll be really, really fun. And I'm, I'm excited to be part of that environment. It's a little bit of a bonus of what I was sort of envisioning, um, as we got closer to this, cause I really thought I was just going to go in and do it with the regular members, which was going to be fine. That's a good push, right? Cause for me, I don't have a push ever. So to do a workout next to anybody, regardless of, of how slow or fast they're going, feels like I'm racing them, right? But to be able to do it with other people who are as good or maybe a little less good or maybe a little better than me, um, that's going to be really cool. Because when you're in an environment like that and you're close, um, you start to do, you start to feel a competitive fire and adrenaline. Um, and, a, and a push that you can't really replicate unless you're in that environment. And it, you know, the rising tide raises all ships, right? It's going to take us all to scores that we maybe couldn't get by ourselves if we were just doing it in an empty gym. So very excited about that. Um, and that will happen Friday morning at 11 a.m. There will be a whole uh, protocol Warm up, nutrition, sort of regimen that I go through. Uh, really, tomorrow, really, it starts two days out. Um, the sleep that I get tonight on Wednesday, 
is really the first uh, large variable that impacts how I'll perform Friday. Obviously, the sleep on Thursday night as well. Um, so the sleep for the next two days, the nutrition for the next two days, how I train and work out through the next two days um, will, will matter. And then sort of morning of protocol warm up. There's a lot that goes into this to make sure that you are um, in the perfect position to perform your best, right? I'll probably talk about that next week just so that we can keep today's short. And because I'll have already done it, so I can just kind of recap it. Um, so that is what we've been going through. Um, really cool opportunity that James is going to give me. I'm excited to do it in a gym. I'm excited to get uh, in a competitive environment again, and it's going to be a, a good time at the Brave One Gym, Lion Brave CrossFit in, uh, I think it's a Clive address, West Des Moines, Iowa, Clive. <clears throat> I don't know. That is where my 2022 Open will be happening. Now, let's talk about expectations. We've talked about this a little bit, but I want to sort of remind everyone out there, and mostly myself, because again, this is just for me. Take a drink. That I've been doing this with a legitimate intention of trying to be good in CrossFit. Um, waking up each day with a plan and doing workouts, movements, exercises, pieces that are with intent of being better at the sport side of CrossFit. I've been doing that for less than six months, right? Taking you back quick through a, uh, a how my last six months has gone. Um, August 28th, so I guess September, October, November, December, January, February. Yes. So um, basically six months ago to the date, five days away, um, I ran the Damned DSM half marathon. We talked about that. I recapped that. As we know, I had COVID uh, basically the two weeks leading into that race. It was a complete reset. Um, my base of fitness was, was good enough to – helped me run just over two hours in that race, despite um, basically not running at all for two weeks before it, and maybe even still having COVID while I was running. Um, you know, we, we came through that and I took an, a complete week off after that race. And basically September, you know, the first Monday of September, essentially, uh, I started this path of, hey, let's try and be as good as we can or the CrossFit Open. I need to remember as we go through these three weeks of the Open that that is the case. Meaning, uh, let, let's put some perspective on that. The people and the placing, right? The placing that I am trying to get in the Open is not correlative if you were to probably look at the numbers to the amount of time that I have put in versus the people that will get those placings have put in, right? Sure, I'm a former Division I athlete. I've been an athlete all my life. Um, I've been into CrossFit for 10 years. Check, check, check. But again, with intention, working out more than 45 minutes to an hour a day, 
um, doing stuff that is part of the sport less than six months. We're going to talk about placing here in a second. I I am going to be disappointed with where I finish in this open almost assure, almost a hundred percent assuredly without a doubt um, because I'm competitive and I, and I, every once in a while in a workout, I'll feel like I'm where I want to be, but I'm not, this is the reality. This has always been an 18 month plan, not a six month plan. I, in September, when I broke out this, I think there's four phases to my CrossFit 2022 season, how I'm going to train, I'm going to ramp it up. Okay, now I'm going to implement two a days. I'm increasing from 60 to 75 minutes a day to 90 minutes a day to now where I'm at um, basically the last couple of weeks, you know, two to two and a half hours of training per day. All of that's great, but there simply was not enough time for me to really be confident about placing where I, in my mind, want to place. So these are lofty goals, right? These are lofty goals. I may be setting myself up for failure. And that's okay because, again, I'm looking at the 2023 CrossFit Open as fucking game day. A year from right now, there's going to be a fire and a passion of like, okay, what can we do? How dangerous can we be in these CrossFit workouts? This year, although I've put in a severe amount of work compared to like your average human, there's a lot of other people out there who do too. There's especially with, you know, on a world stage, you know, there's, there's millions of people who do CrossFit. There's hundreds of thousands. We'll, we'll probably get close to a million people um, total between men and women who will enter the open. Call it 400, call it 400,000 men will enter this competition. And my goal is to get top 3,000 in the in the United States um actually you know what that's that's wrong i just told you the wrong thing my goal is to get top 3000 in the world top basically for crossfit it it ends up being that about 50% of each demographic like if you say top 3000, that means 1500 of them is probably close. It's about half are from the United States. So we're talking top 1500 to top 2000. Let's call it top 3000 in the world. Top 2000 in the United States. And that's lofty, right? That's um, for comparison. I felt pretty fit in the uh, in the fall of 2019. I had been training CrossFit for almost a full year at that point. Again, not competitively or with intent, but you know, 
60 plus minutes a day. I was coaching in the gym and I got just inside the top 10,000 in the world that year. Um, in 20, in 2019, it was actually call it 2020. It was the 2020 open, but they had it in the October the year before. So basically a little over two years ago, which was the last time I did this, I didn't get to do it last year. I got top 10,000. We are now going for top 3,000 in the world. That is from an aggregate score of, again, I talked about it last week, what will be four scored events. Top 3,000 in the world off of four scored events based off of past data because it'll change every year, but it's there's a pretty good indicator. Based off of past data, that means I will need an aggregate score of around 24,000 total points. 24,000 total points. Um, for perspective on that, a single workout, basically your, your points equals your placing, right? So if I take 4,862nd on a workout, I get 4,682 points, right? So it's like golf, you want the lowest score. If you can get first in the world in every workout, you're going to have a total score of four and you win. No one's ever done that, but the top guys will have scores of, you know, 80 or 126, right? Averaging somewhere around like a 20th or 25th place in the world. For me, again, top 3,000 is going to be somewhere around 24,000 total points. Divide that by four. And you get 6,000th on average. So to place top 3,000 in the world, I'll really only need to get top, as an average, top 6,000 on each individual workout because you're rewarded for being consistent and well-rounded, right? So if you can place top 6,000 in every workout, Odds are that most people aren't going to be able to do that every single time because they're going to have gaps here and there. So then eventually, you know, your score ends up actually being, you know, you average a 6,000th placing, but your total placing was 3,000. That's how it kind of works out. Top 3,000 in the world. One of the 3,000 most fit men, at least in CrossFit terms which I think is a pretty close, uh, you know, if you were to really able to somehow in a lab pull out the other most fit men on earth, um, there's probably not too many outside of the competition that won't sign up that would be able to place inside of that number anyway. Top 3,000 in the world, top 2,000 in the United States. And I have no idea, right? I didn't do this last year. And again, like, for, you know, I'll pull it up right now because I have the, the website up for reference. In 2019, I placed 20, no, in 2020 is what I meant. In 2020, what a great podcast. Just me repeating myself and 
Jesus Christ. Here we go. In 2020, in the world for men, I got 9,801st. So I just cracked the top 10,000. And in the United States, I placed, again, you basically cut it in half. So 9,800 divided by two would be 4,600. I actually did a little better than that. In the United States, I, t I placed 4,319th. So I made the top 5,000 men in, in the United States in 2020. I am, I am much, much fitter than I was in 2020. I am much fitter than that person right there, that 4,319th in the United States, 9,800th in the world. So I'm setting that goal of basically cutting it in thirds. I want to make, I'd love to make the top 1,500 in the United States. That might be a little edgy, you know, top 2,000, and I'd like to make top 3,000 in the world that would put me in a place where given another year, I could make some significant jumps and maybe do some pretty cool stuff. Even if I didn't make the semifinals because the semifinals again is the top 120, right? So even if I got uh, top 1200, you then have to be top 10% of those men to make the semifinals. It's a bitch. Right. But hey, maybe I find some teammates and we make it to the games on a team. That would be best case scenario. Right. Those are the goals. And I'm putting them out there. And this podcast isn't a good one. I mean, I know that. If anybody's still listening, congrats to you. Um, again, audio journal just is me verbalizing what I want to happen, maybe trying to to talk myself into the reality, manifesting it, making it happen. And that starts on Friday morning. And it really starts right now. Um, I, I will say this. I woke up this morning for the first time in a very long time. Uh, maybe maybe I had this when I went to the, the camp. And I don't know. Maybe I talked about it. I have to go back and listen. When I went to the, the camp at the same gym that I'm going to be doing these workouts at back in June or whenever that was. Um, but I woke up this morning and we're still two days out, right? We don't even know the workout yet. It comes out tomorrow. And I had butterflies. I had that adrenaline feeling in my fingertips that I used to get when I would snap, um, when I would have to go out and snap the ball at Iowa. Um, that competitive sort of excited, ang anxious, eager f um, feeling and, and biological response. Hands sweaty a little bit. Man, it's a, it's a great feeling to have. It's a great feeling to have. It's one I miss on a daily basis. I used to have it all the time. Um, this will be the first real time that I've been able to compete um, I would even say since the last time I did the open, right? So that would be October of 2019, 2020, 2021, now four months past. So call it the first time I've really competed in 28 months because those runs I was doing, I wasn't competing against anybody. Like those damn DSMs, the marathon I did was definitely not a competition. I was running those just to finish two of the races. And then I got COVID and really couldn't push what I wanted to push. So, um, very, very excited. Hard to think about anything else. Honestly, I, I remember the management factor of it now is like, wow, 
um, all I care about right now is, is every part of my life. I want to make sure is being done the best so that it will result in me doing the best I can on Friday. What I eat, what I, when I, how long I sleep, the workouts and the primer days that I'm doing the next couple of days, like everything I want to be perfect. Um, it's really fun. And again, this is an 18th month plan. 2023 is, um, is the year. This year is sort of like a, it's a measuring stick year. This is like, hey, how, how high can you get with six months of training on the leaderboard? And now let's take what you're clearly bad at, what you clearly need to work on, some of the things that you just intentionally left out for this year. Let's insert that into a program for 365 days. And then let's go ball out and see what we can do in 2023. And we'll see where that takes us. Don't know what I'm going to call this. Don't know if there's really a point. Top 3,000. That's the goal. I'll see you next week. And uh, next week I'll have a score to talk about. So we'll see you then.